Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. We are so excited to have a dear friend and one of the most hilarious people you'll ever meet with us. She is fantastic. So welcome to the podcast, Miss <laughs> Kelly Seidel. Welcome. So, much of you. <laughs> so Kelly. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Kelly, I've known her for quite a few years now. She moved to Nashville when I was living there. And we have a mutual friend who called me and she said, okay. I have a sweet friend, a family friend who is moving there. She doesn't really know anyone. Will you take her under your wing? And I was like, yes, going to take her under, introduce her to all the people and just get to love on her. And you and nobody better <laughs> to take you under your wing than Maria Speaker. I mean, really. It was an, angel, an actual angel walked into my life and introduced me to all my friends. Roma, we call her Roma. You all know here on the podcast, she is an angel. Well, I, oh my gosh, well, I adored Kelly from day one and you guys are in for such a treat because she's literally one of the funniest people I know. And she is a singer songwriter. She does incredible. I mean, she's written just amazing music and, but her whole story I think was, is very prevalent to us because of the consistency that it takes because of the, I mean, the mental, emotional roller coaster that you go on when you're going after a dream. And I just thought it would be really cool when we were talking, when MK and I were talking about different guests we want to have on and we were like, oh, her story would be so cool because you've had to fight, you know, in some really amazing ways. Yeah. So tell us about you, Kelly. Tell our audience, who is Kelly Seidel? Yes. Well, so I am a songwriter out of Charlotte, North Carolina originally, which is unfortunate that I moved here and Maria moved to Charlotte. I don't know no. why she decided to do that, but <laughs> here we are. Um, so I've been in Nashville for about seven years now. I just had my Nashversary. I don't think it's been so, seven years. Isn't that wild? Seven years. It's crazy. That's so, almost coming up on a decade. I know. Trust me, I know they call it a 10-year town for a reason. I yeah. get it now. It <laughs> yeah. So I, like I said, originally from Charlotte, I went to school up at Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina. Happy State. I've been to a football game at Happy State. It's the best. It's so, that, <laughs> that stadium is beautiful. It is Love beautiful. It. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I went there. I was a music major. And about halfway through my sophomore year, I called my parents and I was like, guys, guess what? I have this really cool idea. I want to hear it. And I said, I am leaving app 
and I'm moving to Nashville. And they were like, you're what? You're, come, come again? What are, you, what are you doing? You're already majoring in music. What, what more of a disappointment do you want to be to us? Like, come on. Um, I ended up leaving App. And I moved back to Charlotte for a little bit and I finished an associate's degree. And it was really interesting because the associate's degree that correlated with the classes that I had taken at Appalachian was a paralegal degree. So I am at this point in my life a certified paralegal. Oh, that's hilarious. hilarious. (laughs) Have I ever used it? Not once. Not once. (laughs) But my parents really wanted me to get a degree and they were, my parents are great and super supportive and they wanted me to do that. So I was like, for you guys, I will. And just in case you ever need some legal expertise, you know, you can, you can call. That is true. And I'm not going to forget that, Kelly. Hey, use me anytime, girl. Girl. <laughs> um, I thought so, speed dial. <laughs> so I am a legal. Um, not a lawyer, so I can't give like lawyer advice, but I can look over a contract or two. Um, but yeah, so I did that and then I moved to Nashville. Um, mm, made me so happy. Not knowing a soul. Um, I knew one person and that was um, the person that I was renting a room from. He was the only person that I knew in the city of Nashville. That is so brave. (laughs) But here's the thing. And I see this all the time and I don't say it as like a self-deprecating thing, but Mm. I thank God every day that I am as stupid as I am because I, and I I hear, hear me out because I'm not a brave person. Mm. I, I legitimately moved to Nashville thinking I can do this. And Mm. if I had known for one second how hard it was going to be or how difficult it was going to be or I, i'm i'm so thankful that i'm naive and then i'm mm. still naive. and then i'm still this person that's like yeah this is going to be great Woo! like <laughs> I'm, I'm not brave i'm not a person mm. that takes chances yet here i am because i am continuously naive enough that i'm mm. like i can make it work i love so, it so it is, it is brave, but I didn't see it as brave at the time. I was just like, well, this is, this, I, I write songs. I'm an artist. So like, this is right. just the logical step. The place to be, the place to go, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm like, oh, if I had any idea that this was the way that it was, I, I don't know that I would have done it. So I thank God for my stupidity. Um, and so again, I moved here not knowing a soul. And then I did, I met Maria and things just... She just changed everything. Um, But I started, I, so when I first moved here, I was an artist, which if you're not familiar, like with industry terms, (laughs) like verbiage, an artist is the front person. So an artist is the person like a Carrie Underwood or a Luke Bryan or like the face. And then, so there is a difference between like, being an artist and a songwriter. So a lot of times I'll say, oh, I'm not an artist, but they're like, you create art. And I'm like, no, but like from industry standards, I'm not an artist. But when I moved here, I wanted to be an artist. Like I wanted to be on a record label. I wanted to tour. I wanted to do all those things. So about eight months after moving here, I lost my voice. And it was gone for about nine months. 
And that. it was, do you remember that? Yes. I, I was devastated. It was, it mm. was truly one of the most, because everything I had done up to this point in my life, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to mm. write my own songs. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to sing. I wanted to, that's, that's what I did. And so to have that like taken away from you was one of mm. the most devastating things in, in my mind at the time. Like that was, I'd imagine it was like a bit of an identity crisis, right? For sure. And so oh my gosh, it was, so it was about nine months and they like didn't know what was wrong for the longest time. They were telling me that I had something called muscle tension dysphonia, which I did later learn is talk for, we don't know what's going on with you. So we're going <laughs> to, so we're going to give you a big fancy word. So we, we don't seem like we don't know what we're talking about, but we yeah, really don't exactly. know. So, um, so turned out later on, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an inflammatory disorder. And I was having um, these flare ups in my vocal cords. And so mm. it was causing me to lose my voice. Yeah. So they did end up regulating it and my voice came back and I can sing again, but it was during those nine months. And like, again, hindsight is 2020. Like you can see it now, but at the time I could not see it, but that was when I learned how to write for other people. Mm. Writing as an artist and writing for yourself and being a songwriter are two very different arts. They're just different craft. And so, again, I didn't really know that writing for other people existed. Like, I just thought you wrote your own songs and that was that. But it was during those nine months that when I couldn't write for myself and I couldn't sing, I started working with other artists. And then at the end of those nine months, I was like, okay, I get it. God, like you couldn't, you could have taken like a more gentle approach, Lord. <laughs> I, <get it. laughs> I would have been like, okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could have just been more discreet. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and again, the stupidity comes in and he's like, no, I really had to, I really had to tell you, you like, we have to play <laughs> for the point to get through. So I get it mm. now. But, um, and that was how I fell in love with writing for other people. So from then on, I'll play, I play a lot of shows like around town and I still love that so much. I love performing. I love talking to a crowd. I love playing original music, but I did realize, and especially now that I'm working with a lot of artists that are on the road and are touring and are really pursuing that artistry head on, that was not the life for me. And I mm. really thought that it was, but I have since learned that I, I, I want a family. I want to write songs nine to five and I want to raise 20 kids, not 20. That's a little extreme, but uh, I, I want to live in Nashville and I want to write songs. Like that's what I want to do. Yes. And I do, um, thank God for that whole experience. Mm. Again, could have been more gentle. But <laughs> isn't it interesting, you know, something that um, I really believe and have come to just embrace more in my life is the rejection is God's protection. 100%. And when you're in that, you're, you can't see the forest through the trees. Yep. 
But like you said, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And when we can connect the dots backwards in our life, it's just beautiful. It, and you, you're at a place that you wouldn't have been. You would still yeah. be out there potentially trying to make it and not knowing you're striving for a life that you wouldn't even want. Yeah. So it's just so cool mm-hmm. to hear. It's amazing. It's amazing to me how often it's the things that we, that we feel like in it, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, and I'm it's, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember, I mean, there was a lot of tears in that. Like there well, was, and I remember I came to you at one point. I was like, I need you to help me with my diet. Like, can you help me with nutrition? My right. John, don't know why. And I, like Maria was kind enough to sit down with me. Like we were going over like essential oils and like things that you're like, maybe you can try this. We're looking at everything. Everything. Meanwhile, it was rheumatoid arthritis, which was just a simple medication, but they didn't know that was what was wrong. Mm, Yeah. Everything. It's amazing to me though, how often those things that we think are the worst thing that are the most devastating things in our, in our world actually can be the the setup for something incredible and amazing and beautiful that God wants to do and is doing in our lives. But we can, it's funny how we can fight him on it. Like, no, this is not it. Right. You know? And I mean, it really changes the trajectory of your life. Yeah. And now oh my gosh, it. it really is. Mm. Um, Kelly, who would you say have been some of the biggest or even just want influences in your life? Like career wise or just like in general? Either or both and. So since we're talking about songwriting, I, I'll talk about one of my favorite songwriters. He doesn't know it exists, but it yeah, is to write with him one day. So if anyone out there knows Michael Hardy and can send him a message that says, I want to write with him, that'd be cool. Um, <laughs> but he, I am, when it comes to writing, I'm a lyrics person. I'm a concept person. I love telling a story, whether that's like conversation. I love stories, but I also like, I love writing a story. And for our listeners, Kelly is a master storyteller. I mean, master storyteller. I want to take a minute to pause. Um, t- can you just real quick tell them about your, or give them the, your podcast name right now? <laughs> yes. So my roommate and I have a podcast called the Green Hills Podcast. And I will tell you where that originated. Um, during it, it was born out of the pandemic from quarantine. And we started this because we started watch rewatching the show, the Hills, which is an (laughs) MTV classic for anyone who grew up in the Laguna beach, the Hills generation. So we started watching it and we were like, we should do the green Hills. We should do the Nashville version of the Hills. And so that did progress into the green Hills podcast. Yeah. So I say that guys, it is hilarious. I just say that just as a little plug, both for her podcast, but also she is a master storyteller. So she tells stories in her podcast and as a musician or as a songwriter, to me, that's one of the things that I love about your music is you tell these incredible stories, you know, and even when you are at like songwriter rounds and I've heard you play, I'm like the stories that you tell about the songs, the way you tell, it's fantastic. Anyways. Okay. Continue. So you want to songwrite with him. So yes, I would like to write with him. He is a master lyricist and he makes things rhyme that probably should never rhyme. Mm. And I'm really big into that. Amazing. Uh, but I will say influence is kind of in life. I think this is a generic answer, but my mother has been a huge influence. 
Mm. And like when you're little and you're like, mom, stop, you know, like, mom, quit it. Like, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. you're on, you realize like, oh, like mom was right. You know, like right. she's right. <laughs> and so um, I give her a lot of credit because mm. raising me couldn't have been easy. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm still here. I, you know, I'm trying my best, but it couldn't, it couldn't have been an easy road for her. Yeah. Well, motherhood, I will say motherhood is a thankless job. You know, your kids that you don't appreciate your parents. And, and I think as you have children, you come to appreciate them more because you realize how thankless it is. But it, now that's beautiful. I think a lot of people would say, um, don't say they're, they're parents. And it's a gift to be able to say that. Especially mm-hmm. a gift to have. Michael Hardy and my mother are my biggest. Go. <laughs> Put them together. No, that's good. Um, what about what keeps you going? Because there's obviously, you know, Nashville it has been turned kind of the 10 year t- town. Would you tell people what that means for people who are not in the music industry? And then what you have found has kept you focused on your dream to keep going? Because you have days where I'm sure you're like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get there? Yeah. So I, um, so t- 10 year town is kind of the phrase that they say, because it literally takes 10 years to succeed in Nashville. And that's kind of the standard. Like, are you, are you still like before your 10 years or are you like after your 10 years? Like if you're post 10 years, sure. Like publishers will be like, yeah, let's have a meeting. Labels will be like, yeah, okay, come on, come on. You've been here long enough that like, you they by that point the people that aren't super serious about it have been weeded out (laughs) so you got some street crowd perseverance (laughs) this is where the perseverance come in they see that you are you're in it for the long haul right Mm. that's interesting yeah and so it that 10-year mark it it really is a milestone and it it means Mm. a lot and so but i think for me have you guys ever heard the song um Oh, shoot. Who's it? Oh, Fallout Boy. It's called, I think it's called High Hopes. But the, the hook of the song is I had to have high hopes for a living. Mm. And like the whole song is about like, the next line is like shooting for the stars when I couldn't make a killing. And like, I have never wanted something tattooed on my body. I'm not getting it, mom. Don't worry. But like that, that is... (laughs) That is everyone in this town's slogan and motto. Mm. It's like you, you are making a living on your dreams. And mm. like, I don't make any money from my dreams right mm. now. I, I, and, but it, there's something about the thought that like, when you walk into a writing session, like that song could be the song. And there are days that like, I'll write a song. I'll be like, that wasn't very good. But then there are other days that you leave a session and you're like, I created that. Like Mm. before I walked into that session three hours ago, that song wasn't there. And like when, when you feel like you have literally found like your vocation and your purpose, Mm. Like I, I believe it's, I believe it's creating music. And so I, when you, when you're so in love with it, you don't really like have a choice, mm. but to do it. Like there's never, for me, there's, there's just never been a plan B and I don't really know like 
how else to like describe that because mm. any any other not any other but for the majority of careers out there say say you're becoming a dentist you go to college you go to dental school you go this you get an internship i don't actually know how to become a dentist so i don't know, I know all about dentists That's you know correct. four of my five brothers are dentists and what? my dad and two of my sister-in-law so we can talk all about it wow. that's impressive you guys probably hilarious. all have great teeth that's they're all in school for a hundred years, but yes, you, I get you. There's always the progression there, of what's there's next. A blueprint, right? Right. And for music, or really any creative field, there is absolutely no blueprint, yeah. and everyone has a different trajectory. Everyone has mm -hmm. a different path, and so you know, I can, I can meet with someone and be like, "Oh, what do you recommend?" And like someone in the industry and be like, what, what are your thoughts? Like, what, what am I doing correctly in your eyes? Like, what should I do differently? And they can tell me all day and it could be great advice, but it couldn't, it may not be the advice for me. And so it is a thing where like, what keeps you going? I, the love for it. Mm. it I feel like in any creative field, if you, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to keep doing it. And that's where, like, I think that that 10-year mark is such a milestone because if you're willing to give 10 years of your life to something that you're pursuing on a professional level that you're really not making a living at, you love it and you're determined and you're going to do it for the rest of your life. And mm -hmm. so I, and it, it is hard because you know, you, you have these meetings, like for the past like six months, I've been meeting with these publishers, which is like, finally, like I'm meeting these publishers. They're letting me in the door. They're listening to my music. They're setting me up with their writers and their artists. And like, it's all happening. And you get in your head, like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And you're like, so pumped about it. And then you get rejected and it goes down and you, the thing is like, you have to like, and I feel like this is how it is in life in general, but you have to like allow yourself to feel the rejection and feel the disappointment and feel it for a few days. I give myself three days to be bummed. And then you have to get out of it because if you live in that disappointment, you're going to be disappointed all the time. <laughs> and that's no way to live. But if you allow yourself to feel it, and then you move on from it and you keep living on your high hopes, then you're a perpetual optimist. And that's way more fun to hang out with than a perpetual pessimist. <laughs> so. It really is. It's really is. What about like, what about when you're writing? You said, you know, you go into a session yeah. and you're supposed to go in and write and you just have writer's block or you're just inspired. It's not there. What do you do in that situation? So and that's the cool thing about like, okay, if I'm writing by myself one day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't. Cause I, I write by myself a ton. And I, if I'm in there and I can't do it, the cool thing is there's co-writing, which means I can take my half finished chorus that I had writer's block and I couldn't finish and I can bring it to two other writers or an artist and a writer. And then not, chances are not all three people are going to have writer's block on the same day. So that's what is so cool about Nashville in particular. 
that it's such a collaborative town and like everybody in this town realizes that like you can't do it by yourself and that's kind of how life is in general like if you think you're gonna like make it through life without community or without friends or without family like you're you're fooling yourself and you're gonna be mm. and that's how the music industry is too like don't don't fool yourself into thinking you're good enough to like be doing this by yourself like i as a songwriter need the artists the artists need the songwriters the artists need the producers the producers need the artists the tour managers need artists like it just everyone it all works everyone. together right yeah and i so love that i love the spirit of collaboration yeah and so there are days that i go in and i'm like i i think I am having major writer's block. So my role in the room today is hype girl. I love being a good hype girl. And that means that you sit there and you're like, that's amazing. Do, do whatever you're doing. You're on the right track. You're writing this song. I am going to hype you up and make you feel so good. <laughs> we're going to finish it for all of us. <laughs> so, and that, and that's what happened. Mm. And like, and then the next week I could carry the session and I could be the one writing the song. It just, everyone mm. has off days, like as a creative, that's just kind of the way it's going to be. And it all works out. Yeah. You know, what's beautiful with that too, is I think there's also, it sounds like, you know, there's creating that space for each other that you don't always have to be on, but we're still always in this together. Because I think for, for sometimes when you're working with people and you're in music or you're in even the business world or even in your family, you know, when, if, if someone's off, it can, it can either create like a damper on everything and it can kind of go down a bad trajectory and people can be mad and upset and hurt, or it can be like, no, like they're actually allowed to have an off day and we're still here in it together. We're still cheerleading. We're still, um, I just think that's beautiful because it's such a good reminder for everyone to create that space for people in their lives that you're allowed to have an off day <laughs> and you you're might just do it. And like, honestly, yeah. And there's such a valuable thing in like learning how, and again, I relate this to music because that's, you know, where I am in life, but I think anywhere to learn how to read a room and see what people need from you is like really valuable. And like, do you need like, do you just want to be quiet and have me talk? Or do you need someone to listen? Or do you need me? Like, what do you need from me? And that's what's so cool about being a songwriter is like, a songwriter is, it's a service industry. Songwriting is a service industry. I am being essentially hired. I don't make any money from it. But I'm being hired by an artist to come in and help them create a product. And I completely lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Well, who would be, well, who would be a couple of your dream artists that you would want to work with? I'm just curious. Mm, yes. That's a great question. So <laughs> I love, um, there's a band called Old Dominion. If you oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, again, I think it's because they are so lyric driven. Um, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I love mm -hmm. her. I love her. I think I, I love everything about her. I love her. <laughs> T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle, man. You know, I, I just love her. And, um, but yeah, I think, I think that, I think that those two. It's going to happen. You know what? It has to at some point. If I'm here long enough. 
Right. You hit the save your mark, Old Dominion, call them in. Holly's Idol is here, and you're going to have your best billboard hit top top chart, whatever it is. You know, I don't know the language like you all do. All the things. I don't know what I'm doing. How do you do? You write mostly country, or are you all over the board? So I I write a ton of country, and then sometimes pop and Christian, depending on who the artist is and what the artist. Do you put the music to the lyrics as well? Is that part of songwriting? Like you do the whole shebang? So what I do normally, I I play guitar, but if there's if there's a guitar player in the room, like I I would leave if I was writing a song with Maria, I'd be like, okay, you're gonna handle piano because that's you are amazing at that. And so like knowing everyone's strengths in the room, like if I'm working with an artist who doesn't play any instrument, cool. I will take on guitar. I'm happy to do it. But my strength in a room is um, what they call top lining. So it's lyric and melody. Anything that you would sing in like karaoke is top. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I, I will do that. And normally sometimes if it's, an artist and two songwriters will write a song on guitar and then we will send it to a track person. Or if there's a track person in the room, they will kind of build the song on the computer as we're writing it. And so then you can leave, that's always fun because you can leave the session with a demo or you leave with what we call a work tape, which is a guitar vocal of the song and then that can later be sent to a producer and they kind of do everything with like drums lead guitar harmony like all of those things are put together at a later time it's so interesting to hear like what goes into it because i just have no idea i just know i love music because people don't like why would anybody know that unless you're like in in it no what would you say knowing what you know now that you didn't know when you came into this, what advice would you give your younger self coming into this? So maybe there's someone coming into, whether it's a music industry or anything, because I feel like so many of these lessons that you're talking about, they apply to everything, you know? So what advice would you give to your younger self as you started into this journey, um, knowing what you know now? So I think there, there are a few things. Number one, I think something that I was told and I don't ever be the smartest person in the room and don't ever think that you're the smartest person in the room. Like, Mm. because if you walk in somewhere and you're like, well, I can't learn anything from these people. You can always learn something from someone. Even if the, if I'm, I've been a nanny for years too. The kids that I, I'm never the smartest person in the room. Those kids are very knowledgeable, let me tell you. (laughs) And I (laughs) learned something from that, like don't ever, but in songwriting in particular, don't ever walk in somewhere and be like, well, I'm the best songwriter in here. Because like those people that you're working with have something to offer. And I, I think that realizing that someone always has something to teach you whether that's in music or anything in life, I think that's a really valuable thing that I was taught. Um, 
And so I, I would give that advice to my younger self and pretend like I came up with that advice, even though it was given to me by someone else. So good. I love that. I love like we're always learning and growing. Yeah. You know? yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, but, and then on top of that, cause I, you know, I was talking earlier about the roller coaster of like living in the hard days and allowing yourself to do that. I think I would have just warned myself that like, there are going to be hard days. And again, that that's with anything, but like, but it's, it's, it's okay to not always be happy. And like, I feel like in today's society, we put so much emphasis on like, do what makes you happy. Do what makes you, you know, like do like if it doesn't make you happy, just like let it go. And the thing is, like, I love songwriting. It does not make me happy every day. And I just think that if I had for one second, like, listened to that, if it doesn't make you happy, it's wrong. That's that's not right. Like, I I'm I'm not married, but I feel like my future husband is not gonna make me happy every day. And I I just, it's true. Right? Yeah. And I just think that we all need to remember that like whatever our vocation is, whatever God's calling us to is not going to be, is not going to make us happy. And we need to not listen to society that is telling us it's all about us and do what makes us happy. It's all about rainbows and butterflies, right? Yeah. Like it's just not, it's just not reality. Yeah. And cause then you feel like you're doing something wrong every day when something doesn't make you happy, when your relationship with God feels stale or when your relationship with your parents isn't great or when you you feel fat that day, like something's not going to make you happy. That doesn't oh. mean that it's wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I love that because without, if we, if we just thought, if we moved every time we weren't happy and changed and switched, there would be no perseverance, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you really is. Your story is the power of perseverance. And it's, really amazing um, just to see that here you are nearing a decade and you're still in it. You're in it to win it. And for the long haul, this is what you feel like why God put you on this earth is to to songwrite. And so if you just gave up when you weren't happy, you wouldn't be here. And I love that. That's such great advice for all of us, you know, just to continue to persevere because that's where, that's where you grow. That's where everything good happens. It's in those tough times. You Mm -hmm. almost learn to embrace them when you're in them of like, how can I grow more? Because when you're in that happy, easy times, we're not, it's great to have them, but we're not growing typically. So yeah, so good. What about, this is just kind of a random question, but have you had times where you're like, I don't even know if I can pay the rent. I'm trying to live this dream and I don't even know if I can pay my rent. Like those stressful times as an artist of like, how, how am I going to make this work? So I have been lucky enough where I have finances have never, I have, I've always nannied and then I've always had side jobs that I, and they're straight from the Lord. Like they are. And, and so, because I am a very anxious person, I, I just like everything to be planned out. And that's why, again, what am I doing in this career? I don't know. Nothing about me screams like, Oh yeah, go take a chance. Like, that's not me. So I will say God has really protected me in that area that I've never been like, I don't know how I'm going to make rent. It's always, I've always had a nanny job or a dog sitting job or a part-time customer service job or any, I, I have really been blessed in that area where I've never, 
he has never allowed me to worry about that. And I am eternally grateful for that. But there, I mean, there are times that I, as far as music goes, I'm like, I, I don't know what the next step is. I, like, I, what, what, literally, what am I doing this? How am I going to make, I feel that on a daily basis. It's like, what, I don't Y'all know what do. I'm doing. You know, I don't what know what I'm doing or what I'm here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's just interesting because you always hear like the struggling artists and like. Yeah, no, but just like the real thing. I have friends that six months ago we're sleeping in the car like it it is a real thing i will just say yeah god knows that i would have quit a long time ago had that been my specific story and so he has just always been like okay here's a new little part-time job to like just get you through to the next you know job so it's so good it's so good well one question we like to ask all Mm -hmm. of our guests is for our listeners out there what practical advice would you give them just to water their grass this week? Just anything practically speaking, like how are you watering your grass? What would you give them advice to water their grass? Hmm. I think what's watering my grass right now is, let's see. Um, okay, see, here's the thing though. I... I love Christmas time. What is it? Is this is this coming out before Christmas? Yeah. Yep, it is. Okay. You're good. <laughs> okay. So I love Christmas time. I and I don't know that this is the direction you wanted this question to go. I think Doesn't matter. it's all you. It's whatever you want. Go watch some Christmas movies because you know what waters my grass? And I had a conversation with Maria about this yes. the other night. <laughs> Yes. Oh my. <laughs> if you are ever feeling bummed or discouraged, you go watch one of those movies <laughs> and you're like, I feel better. Yes. It's going to make you feel it's better. It's so and fun. I, it's like easy. You you already know the plot. You already know the storyline. All the plots are the same. You don't Great. even have to think Great. about it. It doesn't. Get doesn't a little peppermint ice cream. You can just relax. And, and hot chocolate. I agree. So, yeah, we we could talk about really deep stuff to water your grass. But I think everyone right now, life is stressful, and I think you should go watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. That's how <laughs> I love it. Do you know, I was, Sunday I found out that our Hallmark subscription is up, and we couldn't watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. And I'm like, Will, oh, don't worry. Right go to now. Amazon Prime. Do you have Amazon Prime? Yes. All you have to do is go to Amazon Prime Video and type in Hallmark. All of them come right up. Who knew? Look at this, people. This is virtual gold. I'm a well Hallmark on Amazon Prime. <laughs> this is literally the advice of the year. Oh, it's so good. I, I do. So I'm not a big TV person. However, the one time of year that I plop myself down in front of a television more than more than any time to just chill, which is not my normal ch- way of chilling, is, is Hallmark. I just... They think you just, you know, it's going to have a happy ending. You know what's going to happen. And you're just like, I just get to be present in it and 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 you get up and you're like life is so good <laughs> I know it really it returns to you yes it gives you, it gives you hope in the Christmas joy it's yeah great. it really that, is I think all of you should water your grass this week I love it Amazing. so get out there listen to Kelly Seidel and get your Hallmark Christmas movie exactly hot chocolate and you will be a happy person right no it's right. so good that's my recipe I love it. Well, it's been such a joy just to hear some of your story and how you persevered. And we can't wait to see your top. Kelly Seidel wrote the the top 
billboard song for Old Dominion. It's coming. It's happening. Can't yes. wait. We're going to be there for you to collect your Grammy. I'll be there on the sidelines. So Thank you. you guys are so great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being on. And you guys go check out her stuff. She is on Insta. She is on, she has her podcast, as she said. Um, do you, you have a we'll website too, right? Show notes. I don't personally have a website. Okay. So just, but all the, all the social, all the things we will put that all um, in the show notes. So you can find out where to follow her, because like I said, she is hilarious and she does a coffee with Kelly. I think, do you still do those? Yeah. So it, they, they have transferred right now to Christmas with Kelly. Yes. Okay. It's a seasonal situation. There you go. This is perfect timing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kelly. So yeah. like, share, download, all the things. And we just are so grateful for you all and hope you all are enjoying the Christmas season. Yes. And we will see you next week on Girl Water Your Grass. Bye. Bye.